Hey everybody, this is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. And I am in, I'm doing the coolest thing you could imagine right now. So I am at Disney World at an Irish pub called Raglan Road. It's the coolest thing. They have the, the little like, I don't know, the Irish tap dancer people that come through here and music and all that cool stuff. And I'm sitting here with Kurt Kempton. You heard me right. I'm with Kurt Kempton at Disney World. At a cool Irish pub, and we're just hanging out like having a good time. Kurt, what's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, Bobby? Doing great, dude. So listen, Kurt, I, I can't wait to talk about some of the things that we've been talking about, but before I do, I just want to mention to everyone that's listening, uh, don't forget, you can always find me on YouTube at the Journey of a New Entrepreneur YouTube channel. You can find me on the Facebook page of the same name if you want to connect with me, send me a message or anything like that. I did get a couple of new uh uh, reviews on iTunes for the podcast. So thank you to those of you that did that. I'll read those in an upcoming episode. And uh, go go leave me a review if you don't mind. That helps me out a lot. And and then that's it. So we're gonna get right into it. So Kurt, Kurt is one of uh, he's become a good friend of mine. Uh, I, I've met Kurt just through the circles of window cleaning, pressure washing, small business entrepreneurs. And I've had the privilege of having him. He actually stayed at my house last night. I, that I was did. cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, Kurt, tell everyone like what you've done, what you do, and why you're here. And then we'll kind of start talking about stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, well, what I did was I started a window cleaning and pressure washing company in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, right after I graduated from business college. And um, I grew that for about five years. And while I was growing that company, I was... Um, I was really proud of the company that we built. It was built as a uh, built like customer service company that just happened to do windows. Sort of trademarked the idea of that. I think I was the first that I'd ever heard of, and I was winning all sorts of really cool awards about customer service. And we did a lot of really crazy, weird stuff in that business. But one of the things that we did uh, was we built a way for customers to give themselves a quote right from the website. No fuss, no muss, uh, instant quoting. And what happened was I found myself running a software business and a service business at the same time and that was like that was really intense that was a, those were actually there were good days but there were dark days I don't know how to describe it but uh, it was just really hard so I ended up selling my window cleaning and pressure washing company because I knew I couldn't chase those two rabbits like it would never work um, the business was sort of running itself but whenever there was a real big problem which I never could predict when it was going to happen um, that, that did require me getting involved. It almost always coincided with something else that was going on in the software world that I was trying to figure out. So I sold that company. Now I run Responsibid. Um, so now what I, the reason I'm here with Bobby... Which Responsibid is that company that does oh. the quoting tool for the website and other things. That's right, yeah. 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 So, so Responsibid was really built out of that tool and now has become the... And this is how we call it. We call it the ultimate sales tool for service companies to help you automate the sales process and close more jobs at higher prices with less effort. So that, that tool has grown tremendously and we're really proud of what we built and I love it, but one of the things I have to do is I've got to get out to talk to customers, find out their stories about how they're, and I know Bobby's story because I was there at the very beginning, but I wanted, I, what I want to do is get video and interview people about the process of getting started with responsibility and what it's doing in their business and then of course, you know, what sorts of things would you like to do in it as well? So I'm here for 24 hours with Bobby. Slept in his son's room last night on the most comfortable bed I've ever slept on in my life. No kidding. And um, Which, just for the record, my son was not in the room. 
just for anyone curious. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's I mean, I just I think that's an important. Yeah, and I left that out. I was just trying to give the high level stuff there. So yeah, thank you, Caleb, for letting me have your room and not sleeping in there with me. But um, so anyway. What we're doing today is we're walking around Disney World and we're sort of just kind of musing over things. Yeah. Yeah. And and you might, if you're listening to this, which obviously you are if you heard what I just said, but, <laughs> but since you're listening to this, you probably hear a lot of noise in the background. And so let me just paint a quick picture because I told you I was in this Irish pub. I see these cool like bartenders and nice little vests that are green and plaid and they're walking back and forth fixing drinks for people. Yeah. It's a cool cool wood paneling. So all the ambiance. Look, look this, at the ceiling. Look yeah, the, the, ceiling. the ceiling's like ornate and it, it's just gorgeous, beautiful. And we thought, you know what? Instead of go to a quiet place, we're gonna like we wanted to kind of share the the ambiance that we were in. So instead of going to the car where it was quiet, we said we're gonna let everyone join us. So just imagine, close your eyes, you're eating some shepherd's pie right now. Your friend next to you is eating a little bit of bangers and mash, and we're all just having a good time talking about life, yeah. liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So. That's right. So, I don't know. Pretty cool place, though. Uh, I, I get, Kurt, every time I come here uh, to Disney, I'm always just blown away at, like, the, the, the massiveness of it, the complexity, everything from the front-facing things we see to all the infrastructure that it takes to, to operate it. It's just an impressive thing that is so magical to me every time I come here I'm glad we got to kind of share it yeah as an entrepreneur it's hard to it's hard to almost take it all in because you see the grandness of it all but there's also all the details and in those details are all the things that you can't even see like we as entrepreneurs know that when you look at that incredible pillar with the with the carved out leaves and feathers and all of that you know that the, there's a designer that came up with that, and, mm-hmm. and there are several designs, and they picked one, and then they chose it. And every detail of this whole place has gone through iterations, it's gone through uh, execution, and then they have to maintain it, they have to keep it up, and everybody who comes here has to be drinking the Kool-Aid in order to keep this place running the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And that, that's why when we were first talking about the whole Walt Disney story, we were out walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked you, I said, you know, do you know the Disney story about how Steamboat Willie happened and stuff, the, the original cartoon? And it's just crazy to think that this all started with a guy who liked to draw cartoons. That, yeah. that, that's what this all started. A kid who would not pay attention in class and just had to be doodling all the time. Sounds like my son. <laughs> one, one of them, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, and as the, the the Disney romanticist here, you know the the my favorite Disney uh, Walt Disney quote is "Never forget that it all started with a mouse." Yes, and 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 actually, if I could, would it be all right if I just told the story real quick? Yeah, I, please do. So, from the biography of uh, Walt Disney, um, it's a long audio book, but I listened to it. Um, I just loved it, uh, and this was many years ago that I listened to it. But I I do remember that. The whole concept of making a motion picture with individual drawings was impossible. And then he did it, and they had silent pictures. And then the whole concept of making audio sync with those motion pictures of illustrations, that was impossible. Mm -hmm. And when Steamboat Willie came, Warner Brothers were trying to do a cheap version of it. And they were gonna like everyone's kind of racing to this this crazy wild west race of animation, and and they won. Uh, Disney won, and 
no one could believe it when Steamboat Willie got this Mickey Mouse character who's a little different than the current one but um, he's driving this boat around he's whistling you can hear the tugboat going you can uh, see all this detail and it's just it's such high quality like no one could fathom it yeah and if he had just left his legacy there he would still be in the history books Mm -hmm. that's the craziest thing but he didn't. He, as we know, um, a lot of things happen. I'll just sit, share one other part of the story. There's so much other parts of the story, but um, he kept getting more and more animators, finding more and more people, and developing more and more ways to be able to do these cartoons and reusing things, using transparency and other stuff. And uh, he decided to take on a color version, which, uh, as we know now, is Snow White. Mm-hmm. And Snow White was impossible. It was way too detailed. There would be literally millions of picture, pictures to be drawn. And the quality level that, that Walt would settle for was so high, he would not settle for anything less than high quality. When they released Snow White, it was not only the biggest movie of the time, but people would walk out of the theaters going, this is impossible. Yeah. By the time Walt Disney died, he went all the way from animating to developing Disneyland, a theme park that, again, no one said was even possible. Totally different medium. Yeah. It was fairy tale in real life. Mm-hmm. It's the happiest place on earth. Yeah, and it's to this day. What he accomplished in his life, what Disney accomplished in his life, I would say that if we... I was telling you this earlier, and it sounds crazy to say it, but I would almost say that if you were to somehow quantify what he did from the time he started the revolution of animation and died with his theme parks and his Sunday afternoon um, program on television and all the other things that he... He he invented the Epcot Center. Yep. Um... If you took that and somehow quantified it and then basically took everything from his legacy on and quantified that, I think you would have to say that as good as Disney's done with what they've done, and they've done fantastic, you would almost have to call them a failure. Compared to him. Yes, because of what he was able to drive on his own. Now, obviously, this is not a failure. This is amazing. Yeah. Everything we're seeing is amazing, but in comparison to the the innovator that Walt was. Yeah. So, So now... Let me come up with a non so smooth, not so smooth segue here. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. So, if anyone that knows about Walt will know that he was the visionary. Yeah. He was a guy that wanted to do cool stuff, but he had a lot of weaknesses in the entrepreneurial side of things. Yes. And I think there were many times, uh, I haven't read that biography, but of course I'm a, just a fan of the subject. Uh, I think like the company was almost ruined a good handful of times as a result of. Uh, you know, maybe some finances not being exactly where they needed to be. His brother was kind of the guy behind the scenes that actually made things work and was the implementer. Um, That's right. So if we were going to learn something from, like, the Walt Disney and the Roy Disney, so Roy was the brother. So Walt said, I want to do cool stuff. Roy was the one that was like, that's great and all. Where's our blueprint? Where's the plan? Right. Where's the funding? You're over What's, budget. Yeah. Like every day. Every day is over budget. You know, yeah. what are some things that you think could have failed or ways that Walt would have failed maybe if he didn't have that that other half? You know, like uh, being uh, – does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, good question? yeah. And, and I think that every visionary will probably fall into the same trap because the problem is they see the universe for what it is and they want their piece of the universe. But they forget that it takes resources and you're right. That relationship between Roy and Walt, um, had, had those two brothers not been together, we wouldn't even know who Walt Disney was. Yeah. He would have, he would have flamed out before Steamboat Willie happened. Mm-hmm. In fact, Steamboat Willie was so over budget. It was, they were so busy doing the impossible. Roy was 
pulling investment dollars in, just doing everything you could possibly do to try and um, keep this thing afloat. And it's amazing when you think about it, how much it mirrors a small business. Yeah. Um, yes, they did make a very large business, but they started small. And the same basic principles we talked about at AGSX apply. You need to have a vision and understand where you're going. You need to, you know, okay, I'll say it right now. You need to understand your financial position and you need to understand how to leverage it. Yep. And then you need to not get lost in the tiny little detail of what things are. Those are the three, I think, main ingredients to being able to grow. Now, that said, if you say, dang it, Kurt, or dang it, Bobby, this is dumb. I don't know my finances. I'll never be able to make it. One thing I can tell you is that you are literally a, few, a couple of YouTube videos plus two or three hours away from understanding your financial position. Mm-hmm. Everybody is. Yeah, your books might be a complete mess, but if you can get enough data points to at least understand how much you're spending on a few key components, and if you watch a few YouTube videos to understand how a profit and loss statement works, watch a few YouTube videos on how a cash flow statement works, you could literally be in financial control, uh, at least understanding the financial position of your company and what you need to do to be different, uh, like in a couple hours. Yet, nobody wants to do it. Uh, and if I may just interject here, I, I think kind of the the analogy that we're drawing, well, it's really not even an analogy, it's just an ex- a case study, yeah, an yeah. example, because it's a small business that they started and then here you know you and I and, and the listeners have small businesses as well yeah. is in this scenario there's two people there's Walt and there's Roy but most of the time with us there's one guy right. and we have to play both and it is important but like if it was left to Walt all he would have ever been concerned about is quality ad, yeah the quality of the product putting a cool audio track with a cool um, animation and that would not have got his business anywhere. He would have, well, first off, he would have never had one, but, but let's just say they started and then Roy went away. Roy yes. passed on or something early on. Well, probably would have tanked everything because if we can draw the analogy to our local service businesses, he was the guy that was really just concerned with, man, I got that roof really clean, really fast. And that's all that matters because right. my, my pump has this many gallons per minute and I'm using this kind of soap and I'm doing all these things that are great. But at the end of the day, that's not what makes my business go on. What really matters is, A, we got to have an understanding of our financials so we price accordingly. We get a sales, uh, a sales system and sales process that will fit those metrics. And then, B, we can start to focus on the things that really matter with the customer, which is that experience. Mm-hmm. You, know, the, you know, the people that would go and watch... You know, Steamboat Willie, or even those of us that go and watch the latest Marvel movie that's now owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah. When we're watching them, we're not saying, wow, that computer that processed all of that stuff was really cool. <laughs> what we're saying is, oh my God, I got goosebumps when Iron Man did that thing to whoever, right? It would have been impossible <laughs> without that computer, yet, but no, one no cares. one's fixated on it. Yeah, yeah. we don't care about the computer. But as a small business owner, we tend to be more like Walt, where it's like, dude, this computer's awesome. But without the Roy, I was saying, no, 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 we got we to gotta worry about every aspect of it, the, the infrastructure, the business side of things, the, the total experience that the customer gets. And when we can look at that and say, okay, here's the experience that my customer wants. They want to feel good and feel confident and feel comfortable when it's all said and done. 
kind of all the other things tend to fall in place. And the least important thing is that computer, and the most important thing is probably how they felt when we were done. Is that a fair... Yeah, yeah. You know what? You just got me thinking, too, about, like, our physical health. Like, you go out there and you want to do nice things for other people. Um, It's not so much how you do it. Maybe it's more about the why, and it's about the experience that you do helping that person. And then the finances are, are you healthy enough to actually go out and help people? And I think those are the three components we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Is your company healthy? And are you taking the time to understand your company's health? And do you have the vision to see what's going on around you in order to... Because that's, the, that's sort of that final piece, is if Walt had become an animator and just stuck into animation and had never gone into color, Technicolor, I don't know if you remember uh, Technicolor or Hanna-Barbera and all that I'm, stuff. I'm not nearly as old as you, Kurt. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you're actually older than me. I don't know. You seem so much older than me. <laughs> uh, Bobby, for, for our purposes, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm 40. Okay, I'm 39. Oh, man. <laughs> you, you beat me by a year. Ah, look at that. So there was, um, there was all these, like, Technicolor. They came out with, like, uh, colored Swiss Family Robins and stuff. When he started going into all these different areas, he was doing it from not necessarily a great position of health, but Roy made sure that they were healthy so he mm. could keep servicing these other areas and pushing the limits of what's possible creating a theme park creating uh goofy he went from from just mickey mouse to Minnie mouse to goofy to Mm. pluto to all these other people and this was all super important in the entire journey to kind of keep those three things in balance yeah not getting stuck in the detail how clean can i make this roof or how can i how can i make this customer Mm. be so excited to give me the money to have this clean roof and Today, I watched you on the phone today, Bobby. Um, there was a customer who called, asked for a quote. Yep. You said, yeah, you're starting to enter everything in a response, so you can go out and give the quote. And then after you got all the information you need to go to get the quote, you put your phone, you know, the, the, the technological part down, and you did this small detail that I don't think a lot of people even recognize, but you said, all right, so that's perfect. There's one more thing I want to make sure you understand before I come out. What I'm going to do is tomorrow I'm going to show up sometime between 3.30 and 4.00, and I'm going to knock on your door when I get there. First thing I'll do is knock on your door and let you know I'm there. And then I'm just going to walk around. I need like 15 minutes to walk around your house, five, five to 15 minutes. I'm going to put everything together for the proposal. And then I'll come back to your door and I'll knock on the door and I'll tell you what the price is. And if you like what you see, then you'll be on the schedule. I think that's almost verbatim what you said. Pretty much, yep. And as I listened to you do that, that was something that we were passionate about as a customer service company that happened to do Windows, is <clears throat> you took the customer and made sure that they would never feel awkward in their own property. Yeah. That is a customer experience touch point. Yep. If the customer ever feels awkward on their own property, they're going to remember that point of awkwardness. They should never feel that way. And so you made them feel totally comfortable in the know, in control, and that's going to result in a lot more closed sales, but it's also going to result in a lot more referrals and other things like that. Yeah. Referrals, reviews, all that good stuff. No, actually, it's funny, Kurt. I was so glad that you said that when I got off the phone. Because, you know, as soon as I got off the phone, Kurt was like, that was great. You did X, Y, and Z. And he said what he just said. What that does is lower that customer's potential anxiety because now they know exactly how it's going to go down. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard me give that exact <laughs> scenario. Because I, I just did like a Facebook Live uh, uh, video a couple week, a week or so ago talking about a small thing that can make a big impact in yes. your business. And that's one of them. And, you know, the way you can set your, your company apart from your competition so if if i'm going out to quote that job there's a good chance that someone else is going out to quote that job too that's right but probably when that other person answered the phone they probably said xyb xyz pressure washing how can i help you or i'm sorry can i help you 
you know, which was different than the way I would answer my phone, you know. And then, uh, then they said, okay, I'll be out tomorrow at 4. Okay, great. But that customer gets off the phone and they're like, well, shoot, what's going to happen at 4? And as silly as this sounds, guys, it really really does cause anxiety for a lot of people even if it's not even if it's not um intentional like even if they don't realize they're having that anxiety yeah because they're sitting there thinking okay what's going to happen next does this person come into my house do i have to have the dining room table looking good do i have to so when i say to them here's what i'm going to do i'm going to meet you at the front door then i'm going to walk around the house it's going to take me about this long i'm going to come back to the front porch i'm going to go over everything with you and if you like what you see we'll get it on the schedule and what i've done is a lot of little subtle things the first one is diffuse any concern of what's going to happen and lastly they know that i'm going to try to get i'm going to try to earn their business right then and there so there's all these little bitty things that were done but, no, but, 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 there's, but there's another thing too <clears throat> You set a standard that you could easily meet. You set an expectation that you know you can exceed. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is that they know what's going to happen, but now what, what's going to happen is you're going to call them on the way, mm-hmm. I yep. would imagine. Right? Yeah, I absolutely yeah. do. So they didn't know you were going to call on the way, but that's like a pleasant extra. You yep. just exceeded extra. So now I'm going to come sometime between 3.30 and 4, becomes at 3.27, you on the phone calling and saying, I'll be there in about five minutes. Yeah. So now they know, and it's cool. And you get and you sort of start delivering on what you said you were going to do. And now guess what? You're the guy who has done better than you said you were going to do. The other guy said he can only go down. I said I'm going to be there at 4. Is he there at 3.59? Oh, you got here earlier than I was expecting. You get there at 3.401, you're late. Mm-hmm. Um, if he doesn't call on the way, if he, if he gets to the house and they're like, do I need to have the gate unlocked? Do I need to, walk, you know, yeah. do I need to get the dog away? Whatever it is. All that can happen in the other guy's scenario where he didn't put enough information out is he can only under-deliver or not meet expectation. You'll be able to exceed expectation, yep. and when you get to the house, you'll be remembered as the guy who exceeded my expectation, did what he said he was going to do. The other guy can't probably, because the world's not exact, the other guy probably can't meet expectation. Yeah. Well, and to, to, so to sum this point up, because there's a lot of little things like that, that we that I do throughout like the my whole process and I know Kurt you did you obviously did a lot of those things um, the the important thing to, to understand and I'm just gonna be a broken record guys is any company that's gonna be your competitor so I'm, I'm not referring to companies that open up and they're gonna close down in here I'm talking about the people that in two years three years four years from now they're gonna be a competitor of yours they're all gonna answer the phone when it rings because you got to do that yeah uh, they're all going to go out and give a quote. They're all going to go out and do a good job cleaning. Yes. They might even do a better job cleaning than you. That's the most important thing right there. The fact that you're a professional landscaper, maid service, house washer, right? Just, just by virtue of the fact that you're a professional X, Y, or Z, you can't, that cannot be how you stand out. Exactly. Because everyone else is that, that as well. So, what, so here's the coolest thing. I was so proud to be able to do this and show off. So Kurt was just on a job site with some of my guys. He was recording some video footage. And when we were leaving, I looked to one of the guys and I said, hey, what is it that separates us from yeah. our competition? And what did they say, Kurt? He said, the little things. It's the little and things. And he said it like he'd been preparing for it, like, like you guys had rehearsed it. <laughs> and we have. Every week in our tech meeting, you know, we, we do talk about like issues that we need to deal with or do a better job cleaning here or there. But we always talk about the little things, that phone call that they make when they're on the way to a customer. What was the second question? You asked him a second question, too. I can't even remember right now. You said, what is the little things? And then, you, and then you asked another question, and he knew the answer to that one, too. And I'm just like, dang, that's company culture right yeah. there. Yeah, and so, guys, if you're listening to this, it, you're probably a newer guy. 
you, you might not have started your business yet or you just did, take it not just from me. And I've got a lot of good experience. My company, we've got almost 200 five-star Google reviews. Okay, we have been in business for less than two years. We do a great job providing a great customer experience. And I get those reviews with higher prices than my competitors, and they still love it. Kurt built a business, built one that was able to be sold, which means it was a great business. He's now in another one. He lives in the service industry. And guys, we're telling you, the little things are what separate you from the competition. So if you're the new guy, you know what? Go buy your pressure washer. Go buy your water-fed pole. You do need those things. But don't spend more than like an hour figuring out which one you're going to buy. And then you need to spend the other like 200 hours that you have to plan on the business to be all about customer experience, customer expectation management, delivering on those things, and then follow up after you've done the job so you can continue to get those customers coming back to you. Kurt, did I say anything that was inaccurate there? No, I, I think that, that to summarize one point though, never confuse the tools of the job for the experience of the customer. And that I think is where a lot of people get stuck. Okay, so let me do this. Let me plug responsibility a little bit with that and also go into that example. Kurt had mentioned that uh, you, know, you can go out to the job, you do the sell. When I go out to that customer's home, I've explained to them how the whole process is going to go. Well, when I get to their home, I pull responsibility out. It allows me to put a quote together for every service I offer in just about like two minutes. So all that work's done for me. Responsibility is also going to follow up with them until they buy from me. Responsibility is going to follow up with them once they bought from me and, and I want to keep them as a customer. But I've, I've never mentioned responsibility to a customer. You know why? Why? Responsibility is just the computer that made Iron Man look cool when he was beating up the bad guy, right? That's right. But what I did was all those little things that made the the audio, the visual, all that stuff come across to the customer and give them that great experience. So what I did was focus on the presentation, the packages that they get, the uh, savings that they're going to be able to have, the confidence where I'm able to tell them, listen, you're going to use us because of our online reputation that's guaranteed, not someone else that might be cheaper, but... There's no guarantee what kind of experience that you're going to have with them. So the point being is I use Responsibility as a tool that's integral. It's the most important, and I I swear I'm not saying this because you're on my podcast right okay, now. Okay. I mean this with all my heart. Responsibility is the single most important service that I pay for in my business. Aside from probably like a $20 a month QuickBooks because uh, you kind of got to have the, the IRS, finance, right? Okay. The IRS but, will get you. But aside from that, it's the most important thing. It makes me money, but I never talk to a customer about it because it doesn't matter anymore. When you tell a customer we're the best because we have the best equipment, that means nothing to That's them. That's right. You're just another guy. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah. I'll say this. At my, in my company, the reason we can charge almost twice what our competitors were and still have I, I would consider a good close rate. We were like right in that 75% range, and that's, that's a great close rate, yeah. I say. But we charged so much. And uh, as a result, we didn't almost get any commercial work because we were so short our values were. We said to our customers that if you're not tempted to invite our technicians to Thanksgiving dinner with your family, then we did not do a good job. And there's so much bad service. Like people show up and they smell bad. There's holes in their jeans. The pants are falling down. Um, they, they look like they just got out of prison. Just like all the judgmental things that you have when a guy's standing on your doorstep. Yeah. Showed up late. Used a bunch of swear words around your kids, whatever. Um, there's so much of that in our, in our area that we stood on top of that part of the customer experience 
and just pounded the living daylights out of it in our marketing so that our customers understood these are the guys you're going to be tempted to invite to Thanksgiving dinner. That's awesome. <laughs> so if we were going to sum all of that stuff up. Yeah. I think the point, because I don't, I'm, I don't even know if I can like go back to Walt Disney on anything, but the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, yes, the product we deliver is important, but the way in which we deliver it uh, is, is, is probably more important because we've got to be able to have every, uh, if we're only focused on the, the crispness of the, um, the cartoon or the cleanliness of the roof, yeah. that's great, but we're not going to have the financial backing or the repeat rate or the referrals because we didn't do all of the other things important. That's right. Probably the least important thing is the actual cleaning itself. Would you agree with that? It, it, unfortunately, it is. I mean, you can't do a bad job. Right. But right. Uh, That's you, 100% if you do an acceptable job cleaning and your competitors do a 10 out of 10 job on cleaning, but you provide the great experience and they don't, they're going to come back to you because they'll remember you and the other guys are going to have to fight for a new customer again tomorrow. I, well said. You, you got to balance. You got to balance your vision with your financial, your health of your company. We'll say financial, but it's really the health of your company with the actual execution of what you're going to do and not getting lost in. Don't confuse the service you provide with the experience your customer has. Those are the three things. Yeah, love it. So we're gonna we're gonna bring this. We're almost to an end. Kurt, <laughs> tell people how they can get in touch with you and how they can find out more about Responsibid. You just go to responsibid.com. Spell that. R-E-S-P-O-N-S-I-B-I-D.com. You can learn all about our product there. You can reach out to us on our contact page. You can chat with us in the chat bubble. Um, but, yeah, you learn all. And, you Kurt, know. you the, the coolest thing, guys, is right before we started this recording, Kurt told me that as a special offer for the podcast, he was going to give away six months of free service to anyone that mentions Journey of a New Entrepreneur. Is that correct? Um, I, I said, I said uh, <laughs> Okay. All right. Just for the record, Kurt never said that. I, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I love to put this guy on the here, spot. Here's what I will That's do. That's like the third time I've done that to him this week. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Bobby. You've been great. Uh, I'll do this. I'll take $100 off of the sign-up, and I'll take $50 off of the monthly for the journey to... Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. That is freaking awesome. Uh, what, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. I, I got I, it. I got I, Bobby for once. I feel like Ricky Bobby with his hands. I'm not sure what to do with them right now. Uh, Kurt, go, to, go to... Yeah. How do they do that? How do they so get go that? So go to bid slash journey. Okay. Rewind that and listen to it 10 seconds ago if you're going to do that. Guys, that's an amazing offer. Responsive bids are great. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to me directly because I've become kind of a um, what, what, uh, an evangelist almost for it. And I don't get any money for it. Kurt's not here paying me. Kurt's here getting some footage and helping, uh, you know, helping get some stuff for his business. But, Kurt, I love uh, – dude, I love everything about you. I already knew you fairly well before you came down, but just getting to spend, it feels like it's been longer than 24 hours, but I think we're, um, I think grinding, you've been grinding through this one. (laughs) We we should be closer friends than we are. I I think we live too far apart. Uh, thanks a million, my friend. Uh, have a, have a great trip back to wherever you're going. Where uh, are you going next? I'm on the way up to uh, Newark. He's going to Newark. Yeah. So, all right. Well, have fun up there with all the Jersey folks. Everyone, thank you for listening. 
Journey of a New Entrepreneur on Facebook, on YouTube, on iTunes, and check out Kurt Kempton at responsibid.com. And don't forget the that awesome savings. I don't know. Is that good forever and ever or within yeah, it'll like? Yeah, be good forever and ever. Oh, my God. Okay, forever and ever. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Peace out. Say bye, Kurt. Bye-bye.